All right, boys and germs, welcome back to another episode of the Crack Pit Podcast uh, with myself, Damien Hennigan, and I have Tim on the other end of the Zoom chat at the moment. At the moment, and um, we've this is our third podcast together, and this is podcast episode fifteen. Um, and if you tuned in last week, um, we were we started to talk a lot about performance enhancing drugs in sports that we know a fair bit about for example crossfit and the olympics and you know it, it's well worth a listen going back through it if you if you want to kind of get a perspective of kind of where we're going with this and you know today's topics will somewhat be um my own experience with using performance enhancing drugs peds if you want to shorten that down um and kind of does a there's definitely a lot i've learned along the way when it has come to taking these sort of things. And I just want to state this for the record. Um, I've been involved in the fitness industry for a long, long time. And I know there's a lot of bullshit within it. Huge amount of, huge amount of stupid shit that people fucking lie about. And, you know, it's one of the industries that it's so funny to be involved in it because you're like, you're listening to like even stuff about certain uh, diet routines and whatnot. And you're like, mate, that's, that's the biggest load of harsh shit I've ever fucking heard in my life. Um, And this is my, this is my uh, kind of perspective now, or my mission now to cut through some of this bullshit. There may be a lot of people out there that have followed me for a while and they might hear this shit today and they'll be like, what the fuck? This cunt has been lying the entire time. Well, I haven't. I'm going to ta- I'm going to lay it out on a fucking platform for, e- for you all to hear, to kind of understand my kind of the, the, the method behind my madness, but also to dispel a lot of bullshit that's out there as well. Um, performance enhancing drugs uh, are very common. They are fucking everywhere. They're they're so common. And I've been involved in running a gym for years. Like, figure finding out once you get involved in using them, you start to find out other people that start using them or are using them, and it's so surprising. You have your your you have your what well, we would say your elite athlete that you would be like oh fuck okay you find out they're using them, but it goes right down to your your fucking white collar worker, blue collar worker that's trying to get ahead in the corporate uh, triathlon. So, you know, and it, 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 it surprised me when I started finding this information out. So as a repercussion, I have put myself forward as a self-experiment. I want to, I want to, I want to find out what these things. Yeah, I am. I'm my own guinea pig because I've asked a lot of people. I've asked a lot of questions, and oh, I'm about to turn off my fucking Facebook, or else it'll be popping the binging away the whole time. Um, I've asked a lot of questions of a lot of people, and you hear such varying um, answers on stuff, and you don't hear about the side effects. So I was like, right, there's one way to do this: do it myself. Find out, <laughs> find out the information for myself. And just figure out what it's all about. Fair enough. Mm. It's fine. There's there's two types of people who who do steroids: the ones you can tell do them, and the ones you can't. That's right. And it's so it's so black and white. And there's some people it cracks me up when you hear they're on, like they're on the juice, and you look at them, and you're just like, what? Are you not taking enough, <laughs> or is the work not going in to respond to the amount that you're doing? Well, that's it now as well. 
that's something that you know um that'll be very interesting to touch on in this in this podcast as well because for a long time a lot of people would have assumed i wasn't taking anything because i'm not huge i'm not fucking arnold schwarzenegger i'm not like ronnie coleman um and at this i think this is a huge misconception with how this stuff works that you all of a sudden you take something and bang you turn into a cloud you need to put the work in Mate, that is the blood and guts bit. Blood and guts. Yeah. Um, so anyway, let's 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 begin. Let's let's kind of start back at the beginning. I suppose um I will say my first experience, and you, Tim, you can chime in here at any stage. My first experience with any sort of you know um artificial hormone stimulant would have been like um a pro a pre pro hormone, which uh, pro hormone is like just like tablets. Tablets you can buy over the counter at your local GNC. So the most common one at the time, and this would be going back about 10 years ago when I would first have started acting the maggot with them. Um, animal stack. Animal stack. Yeah, do you remember those? No. I didn't because I, I've never like I I started training in CrossFit. Like I didn't prior to that, everything I did was related to like footy and Muay Thai. So it was all body weight. Anything that involved gaining weight made made you worse at the sport nearly so I didn't like I didn't really start lifting weights properly until I was about 20 so and then I went straight into CrossFit I I'm only just starting to experiment with bro splitting in the last two years so I haven't had the I didn't ever like I just the two the the two things that I would have had would have literally just been protein and creatine and that was yeah, very important supplements right there. Yeah, the good ones. Yeah, <laughs> the, the good ones. <laughs> yeah, but all the other things like that, I don't. I remember Tribulus was one. Oh yes. Yeah, yeah like I, I didn't ever. I've never had it, but one that everyone said, "Oh, this will help boost your testosterone." Take Tribulus. I'm like, what? Or just it doesn't make sense to me that a plant extract is going to make a huge difference. It could. I don't. I haven't done any research on it, but yeah, yeah creatine and protein. I have. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah, yeah, so tribulus would have been one of the ingredients in the animal stack. So for those of you that are out there that know, animal stack would be this, was like this tin, this like tin that you pop the lid off and you pull back this silver, silver foily lady thing on top of that. And then inside you would have these little packets of tablets. So there might be between five or eight little capsules in there, which would have been these pro-hormones. And it would have been either you could get animal stack and then there was another version uh, that you could buy as well. So you could use the two of them together. And one was a, a, a testosterone booster somewhat. And the other one was an estrogen blocker. Right. Now they had shit in there like fucking like bullshit, like um, shark tooth extract and yeah. all this monkey business. Like it, it listen, I, I took them. I, I used to work on cruise ships. Um, we'd be uh, sailing through uh, the Caribbean islands. The supplement shops had everything. They had horny goats weed. If you had erectile dysfunction, like, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. They, had, they had all sorts of mad shit. So, of course, like, you, you'd buy them and you'd be taking them. And I remember taking these things. and They had absolutely no effect. No. No. It's just, I'm, you're, you're just throwing your fucking money away. Yeah. Now, there was stuff I remember when I was in Australia here. I remember um, we bought this from America. And what used to happen a lot with supplements is they'd bring a supplement to be released. 
uh, especially these pro-hormone supplements, which would be a normally a capsule style thing. Um, and they'd be released and they would only last a certain while because they had some sort of an ingredient in there that wouldn't have been legal. I have would- heard a, a few of these cases where everyone's like, oh, the, it was like the, everyone knows Jack 3D. Yes. The pre-workout. It was like, that was basically that, but that just blew out of control. The Jack 3D. Have you ever had it? I have, Yes. Yeah. That's like lightning in a bottle, actually. <laughs> I remember one of my one of my mates, his number plate on his SSU was Jack 3D. And he his mates bought it for him as a present because he just used to like that was his that was his water. Like he'd drink two liters of water a day, and not not one milliliter of that didn't have Jack 3D in it. And he wow. picked me up to go to work one day. How old would I have been then? Eight, I must have just been 18. And um, I'd been out the night before and was a bit dusty and I got in, we're driving to work and he's like, here, I have this. And by the, like, within 10 minutes, I was, I was fine from being hungover, but gee, I did not feel like it was, it, mm. it's like, that was an amphetamine, like. Oh, shit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that shit was hectic, so it was. Yeah. But there is a case, a lot of them I've heard in the past too, they'll put in, you know, like if it's a weight loss supplement, they'll put something in there that is, you know, some type of almost steroid-like, you yep. know, hormone changing, whatever you want to call it, the tickle, what you were saying the other day, um, in the supplement, and then that would get people buying it, and it worked. Like, That's it right. actually worked. And then they'd either get caught for it and take it out or just take it out for cost reasons, but then it had already built enough momentum that people would just keep buying it then. That's exactly right. Yeah, yeah, that shit, like, and I'm sure that shit still happens there because I remember there were supplements that would have a powdered D ball in there, Dynaball. Um, and it would, yeah, you're but you're literally like you're taking a very small dosage, but if Is you're taking it, yeah, for if, if your body hasn't experienced any sort of these steroided steroided things before, of course they're gonna work. So you're, yeah. you're, you're taking this protein powder or creatine powder. You're like, this is the tits. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, yeah, down the road, they remove it. Because just like you said, it's it's got it moving off the shelves. And yeah. you, you know what it's like? You see someone in the gym and they start shiting on about as some sort of a supplement. And if you're young and impressionable, which I was at the time when I started in the gym, yeah. I, I like, I, like I'd be like, Whoa, what are you taking? Because yeah. whatever you're doing, it, it's working. I remember back in Ireland going to gyms, it was the Polish lads. Those fucking lads were fucking jacked. Yeah, so yeah. you'll be going up, and they wouldn't tell you about their their actual cycle. They'd be telling you that they'd be around the creatine and the protein and the different things. So you'd be on all these powders, expecting yeah. to turn into a fucking the Incredible Hulk like these fucking poles, but yeah. it wasn't happening. They weren't telling you the real truth. Yeah, yeah. No. Remember that with uh, was it Pro Progenex or Progenex or however you say it? The the supplement that was like the first big supplement company involved with CrossFit. Uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Progenics, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the one. Yeah, they. I think they had a heap of trouble with that. They were doing something funky, I think, because they did. Where are they now? Well, I mean, they're still around. I actually mm-hmm. thought of them after our last conversation. Had a look. It still exists. The company's yeah. still there, but it's not. I mean, they're not sponsoring. They sponsored everyone for a while there, but I remember they they used to get New Zealand like whey protein which is the best in the world apparently what they say and and then they moved it and they were there was a dodgy something to do with a a dodgy owner i didn't read this the other day but i remember a while ago and they were getting their um the whey protein was from like mexico (laughs) 
Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> good old Mexican supplements there, eh? I, I remember it would have been, I want to say like 2015 or something like that, and yeah. uh, well, that was when or 15, 14, something like that. That when they were still quite a big company, and I, a friend of mine's gym stocked their protein, and I bought a bag of it, and I like. I, I could have just been because I'd hit a good training age or something like that. But I went through two bags of that protein and I reckon I, I gained a bucket load of strength yeah. in a, such a short amount of time compared to what I normally had. Mm. Um, like I was making gains, you know, slowly, slowly. And then I remember there was like a period there where everything just went like, whoop, and then yeah. they... I think he stopped stocking it. So I just didn't get it anymore. And then it went back to like normal increases. And it wasn't until about a year later, I was like, what was the difference in that window of time where I made this huge jump? And that was when I was having particularly that protein. So I wonder if that was during the Mexico era. It could have been luck. I don't know. I could have just (laughs) been resting better and doing all the right things possibly. I don't know, but it it definitely correlated at that time. Well, let's trust the supplements. Hundred yeah. percent serious yeah. gains. It, yeah. it it did exactly what it said on the ten. Exactly what it said what it did. Because <laughs> I think it was the gainer one as well. Oh, of course, of course. A sprinkle of cocaine and a sprinkle of fucking dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> you could work out for three days straight yeah. and still feel good. Sleeps for pussies. Keep going. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And I'll talk about sleep as well because I've definitely that's one thing I've experienced more recently on on a, a cycle that I've done sleep. But hopefully we won't forget it. I've I've a list of things here wrote down that I definitely want to talk about that because recovery is super important. But going back to what I was saying there about pro hormones, I think for a lot of people that w- would have started or maybe that are using some sort of. Um, steroid let's just fucking call them that um there's different versions of them but uh, it would always start with some sort of an oral steroid like a pro-hormone as i said that, that was something that, what uh, yeah <laughs> yes yes a gateway because typically people are afraid of injecting oh i, I can imagine that would be the, especially by yourself would be the most terrifying thing you could do yeah and like if Fuck it up. Yeah, if you're injecting testosterone, you've to put that. That's a long needle, and it has to go deep. Um, and like it, it that's fucking intense. That's yeah. fucking scary shit. So obviously, people, if they're you know just getting into this sort of thing, and they're like they're curious, the safest option is something like this, a pro hormone. You know, you take something that's just going to nudge you up in the right direction. And I remember back in the day buying something online, um, and it, Jesus, it did. It worked. It was. Ep- epistain epistine or something like that um it was something to do with like a, a breast cancer you know, um medicine medicine therapy type thing that fucking someone got and put it in capsules and was flogging it out you'd have to take uh three or four a day um yeah. and i remember me and a few other lads got a couple of bottles of this stuff from the states and yeah. lad we we gained some size yeah for sure but yeah. it was more a balloon up and then size was lost immediately after finishing. Yeah. Right. You know, so that was, that, 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 that was something that I definitely noticed and you know, and, and I'll get to the protocols that need to be ticked off because there's reasons you will, you can use stuff to make gains, but you're going to lose those gains unless you're doing shit. Right. Yeah. So, so I think the typical gateway thing for people to start with this stuff is because it seems safer, but if you're not, 
you can abuse it as well would be like an oral steroid for example anavar or dynaball because the, that's not injective it's just you pop it in your gob you, you swoosh it down with water and you, you rock on. up at the gym yeah. yeah and you carry on exactly exactly whilst your kidneys are falling to pieces well that is the thing because that is you know you got to think about when you take antibiotics so you go to the doctor the doctor gives you antibiotics um, and you, he normally instructs you to if sometimes say two a day, maybe if a couple of months, like uh, extra. And the reason for that is that antibiotic has to get through your digestive tract, get through your digestive system. And a lot of the antibiotic is just, you know, taken away and dissolved and you, it removed out of your body. But, yeah. when, but you take quite a, a lot of it in order for some of it like that 10% of that antibiotic to get into your blood to actually work. And it's the mm-hmm. same idea with like Dynabol or Anavar. You take about four of those tablets a day. I remember because I've, I've tried that as well yeah. at, at, at very start. And it was like, I was instructed to take four a day. And can you imagine the pressure that you're putting on your digestive system and your liver? Because your body has to pr- like process, excuse me, process that and, and push it through you. Um, mm. So you would always be confined to a six-week cycle of Dynabol because it it can sit like if you stay in it too long, it's just putting too much pressure on your liver and your kidneys. Yeah, it's pretty full. On, like I, I think that's like eventually at some point in my life when I'm a bit older, I reckon I would like to try some type of PED. But that side of it, because I've already had kidney stones. Yeah, which I think I spoke about the other day. Which like that is by far the most painful thing that I've ever had happen, like by an absolute mile. And if my kidneys are already, like, I don't know, it, it, I, I assume it happened because my diet was like up around the 6,000 calorie mark and I was doing it with mostly milk. Yeah. <laughs> poultry and dairy. And they're like apparently two sort of contributing factors to it. And then a lack of hydration, which I was living in Cairns. So I was obviously... Sweating shit, lads. Yeah, all the time. Just in, like, you wake up in the morning, you already had a good sweat going for the day. Yeah. Um, but I think that's really put me off trying them, which, I mean, no, not everyone has to do it. I just would like to know what it's like yeah. at some point in my life. But no, that's put me a long way back of thinking about doing it because I'm like, well, my kidneys are already, have already had a good go. Yeah. When I put them through that, like, will that bring it back on? Is it something that I have like genetically that my kidneys just don't process things as well as others? Like, I don't know whether that's yeah. the case, but yeah, it's pretty, you'd have to be pretty keen after that. I think to start putting them through that kind of strain, knowing what the pain's like. Fuck yeah. Cause it's yeah, yeah. Yeah, pretty nasty. Yeah. You, you don't want to be taken out and that's going to make something reoccur. That's going to put you through ridiculous pain. But again, it'll come like when I, when I get to the, the, the protocol, there'll be a couple of things that you can do to kind of like set yourself up to be in yeah. the right state. Yeah. Instead. So you're, you, you won't fuck yourself up, but there's always the chance, not even from fucking, yeah. not even from taking PEDs. There's, there's still a chance that you can you'd come back anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Might, might be predisposed to it or something like that. Yeah. That's why I'm always drinking water now. I have like a fear of, uh, having a kidney stone again and it's not i never had to pass it the medication they gave me broke it down apparently passing it hurts but that's not as bad as when it blocks because it's it's essentially organ failure that's right right? a part of the organ gets blocked so your body like i threw up like i had the runs i went 
grey. I was like, I remember I was sitting in the floor of, a, of the shower on warm in Queensland, just like shaking. Poor Paul, I rang my mum and I'm like, I don't know what to do because an ambulance, I didn't know if I had ambulance cover up there or not or anything. Yeah. And um, I thought it was my appendix. I didn't think it was because I, how the fuck do I know what a kidney stone is? And I could feel it at the front. Yeah. And um, I ended up ringing a mate to come and get me. I threw up in his car, which he reminds me of. Like, oh, Jesus. A month. <laughs> Still, yeah. But um, like I was, I was out of control in, there's so much pain that it just, your body's just doing everything. Like I was hot, I was cold, I shit, I pissed, I threw up. I, like your body's just like, how the fuck do we get this thing out? Yeah. Yeah, they're pretty... Pretty nasty. Apparently, it's the same as a. Uh, they likened it to a gun gunshot wound, compound fracture, and giving birth. They were like the three characters I remember. I was like, oh, now when my missus gives birth, I'll be like, I've done this. I've done this. <laughs> I'll see how that goes down. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be careful when you bring that up. Yeah, I'll hold a shield up in front of me just in case. Okay. Yeah, I've done this before. This should be easy for you. <laughs> I'm like you, anyone under this. I'll, I'll see you at your funeral. <laughs> <laughs> oh, stab. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on from, we'll say, oral steroids. Listen, I was, I was, I then became keen because I was, I, I tried like using oral, oral steroids. But as I said, there was an issue. I would gain weight and then pretty much lose it not yeah. long after, you know, after putting it on um so a massive issue was i wasn't consuming enough calories this is or during like the entire time yeah this was this was this was something that it was like probably eight or nine years ago when i actually worked with um uh, coaches overseas the barbell shrug guys and they were like, you're not eating enough food. You're not eating enough food. And it wasn't until they highlighted that and they actually called me out and they wanted to see my fitness pal entries and I actually hadn't it done. So it was then when I was like, fuck, well, I've, I've been trying to gain weight and I've been looking at this way, that way, and probably not doing a lot of the right stuff. And one of the things was consuming enough fucking calories. Yeah. If your body is going to gain weight, you need to consume calories in order to build that tissue. Um, and once that tissue is built there, you need to continue to consume those calories to keep it. You know, it's not just a matter of like you can you can just take a, a drug and gain some size and then oh bingo bango, it's there. It's not the way it rolls. It's not the way it goes at all. So that was the that was the my next thing to do. You know, before I even even tried something else, I was like, fuck, I need to up my calories. Did the barbell shrugged guys know that you were juicing? Oh no. Well, no, because I like okay. what I was doing, it was I was I was only like I was only at that stage I was I didn't take I hadn't taken the dynaball. I was only taking like like a pro that pro hormone. And as I was saying, like, you know, it, it didn't do fuck all. Like, you know, I was probably on the animal stack stuff at the time and it was doing fuck all to me. No, like because it was it was those guys really that highlighted that I needed to be consuming more calories. So that's what created the first big like change for me because yeah. doing crossfit doing crossfit the whole time training sometimes twice a day doing a crossfit workout in the morning then you're doing olympic weightlifting in the evening how many yeah. fucking calories do you need to allow you to get through all of that work and fucking run a gym at the same time yeah and just every day well look at the swimmers that's what i always hmm. you never every time they talk to 
like the Olympic swimmers and stuff like that, Michael Phelps. Like, what did he, he was on like 14,000 or 12,000 or something like insane amount of calories, but because of all the workload that he was putting in and his build too, like he was obviously yeah. a, a high, he ran hot most of the time anyway, especially when he won that medal, he was running hot. Remember that yeah. photo of him smashing a bong after? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's his performance enhancer right there. Like. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's, I think it wasn't, I think those guys did a good job of making everyone aware that input is is, is as important as output if, oh, you're shit, trying yeah. to, if that's what you're chasing, especially if your goal is performance, then you need fuel. You need fuel. To perform, yeah. 100%. And, 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 and like, it, like that was the biggest thing for me to change about what I was doing and, and to eat more f- fucking food. And that hasn't stopped right up until now. I'm, I would be considered a hard gainer. Yeah. You know, for me, to, like I go on holidays for a week, I'll lose four or five kilos. Yeah. Whereas other people can go on holidays and they'll gain four or five kilos. Yeah, yeah. You know? So I know what it's like for me. I need to be training. I need to train correctly. You know, I need the certain ways I, I know now that works for my body best, but I also need to be consuming the calories. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of, you know, I, I started eating the right amount of calories. And then I got very curious about maybe trying something a little bit more extreme should we say and they had there was people around me that i know they could get their hands on on bits and bobs but i was nervous you know yeah, those suburb folk pardon you said you western suburb oh, we're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're dodgy as fuck <laughs> but um it, it was like i knew people around me but these people that i knew that had access to stuff they had also issues like they 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 could lift big and they looked like they were taking stuff and whatever, but they also had stuff wrong with them because of taking stuff. Yeah. You know, so I was like, I was hearing what they were saying and they were going like, oh, like, you know, gym bro fucking uh, information. Oh, you'll be fine. Just do a cycle of this. You'll be grand. Do a cycle of that. You'll be, you'll, you'll be sweet. I'm like, yeah, I hear ya. But I was still reluctant. The back is a bit of a throw-off, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I remember super early on when I when I first moved up to Queensland, I worked, like, in the actual gym floor of, like, a Genesis. And, like, like I said, they had a, a CrossFit thing attached to that. Um, but we still, like, a lot of my PTs I'd still take out because I still like to get them to do some isolation stuff in between it all. And I remember every time I ventured out there, there was just always these dudes that had the stretch marks in the yeah. corner of their like chest and armpit where they gained seven kilos of pec overnight and it just <laughs> drained the skin out of their skin. That's right. Um, and they always, 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 sorry, I'm just watching a guy uh, start sculling a Canadian club and dry. Where are we at? Quarter to 12. So I'm somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's just jumped in his car. Um, Love it. Um, what was I saying? I've lost myself now. Oh, uh, and the back knee. Yeah. That's what got me oh, the most. Yes. All of them, their backs looked like a fucking road rash. Like it literally yeah. looked like they'd come off a motorbike. There was that much of it. It just, if your body's doing that, something inside is really not fucking happy. Correct. Yeah. Correct. Good man. And I'm glad you, you brought that up because this is the most important thing I want people to know right now. And let's, and I'm just going to cut to the chase. A lot of the times, if you want to take advice from a gym bro, you're going to take advice that's going to possibly fuck you up. Oh, um, yeah. the, uh, like there's people I know um, 
that are taken from my experience now far too much. You don't need as much as you're taking. You simply don't. I remember seeing, watching loads of interviews with Jay Cutler and Ronnie Coleman and, and Lee Priest, all these um, like massive bodybuilders back in their day. And they all spoke about the same thing. It's a small dose to get the most maximum effects, the smallest dose to get the maximum effects, yeah. because it's not about the drug. It's about fucking everything else you're doing. Yeah. If you ain't sleeping properly, if you're not consuming enough calories, if you're overtraining or undertraining, you're not getting the results. Yeah. You're just not. So you can you can spend as much money on whatever fucking drug you, that you like, but unless you're doing all the procedures and ticking all the boxes correctly, forget about your good results. Or, or what's going to happen is you're going to get some gains and like I wasn't doing, I wasn't eating enough calories, lose them immediately yeah. after. You know what I mean? So that's what it comes down to. Like I was getting all this like mad advice from people. Oh, just go on a cycle and just do this, that and the other. But I didn't. Here in Melbourne, there's a clinic in Essendon uh, that's called the Melbourne Sports Science, Sports Medicine and Anti-Aging Clinic. And what they specialize in is hormonal imbalances. Do you have like a used code jacked and juicy for 10? I, I, I need to get one, don't I? I need, I need, I need, to, I need to. Well, I've been working with those guys the last probably four, 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 four and a half years, five years, I'd say. Oh, wow. I didn't yes. know I was there that long. They have been there for a long time. I've heard about them a lot longer, I heard a lot earlier than I actually decided to go and use them. I remember looking up at their website and like, you know, being reluctant to call and just didn't bother, didn't bother. And I probably left it off for a year. Then wow. I just, one day I just picked up the phone, made an appointment and the procedure was come in, we have a discussion, we take your bloods, we yeah. see if there's something um, out of whack or out of line and then we can take a procedure to help fix that. Right. And I was like, all right, then fucking here we go. So I remember the like going in doing that and my bloods came back and I was pretty much, they were like, your bloods are fine. Your bloods yeah. are fine. However, what we can maybe suggest is some um, like peptides, which isn't an extreme steroid. It's not really a steroid at all. It's just basically something that nudges your body in the right direction in order to produce more of what's, what it's already producing, producing. Whereas a steroid is an artificial hormone that you're putting into your body to create the same effects, like to create and sometimes better effects. And this is the way I would describe it to people kind of, cause I have used testosterone since. Um, so we'll say you have a baseline where your body is. And um, what the peptide will do will, will nudge you up maybe 10 or 15% more, which is, you know, which will give you much slower results. You ain't going to blow up like a fucking cushion anyway. You're not going to blow up yeah. like a big cloud. But when you take an artificial, like a hormone like testosterone or growth hormone or something like that, that will boost you up to like 60, 70%. Right. Um, more noticeable. Oh, more noticeable. And my own experiences when I've done that, I have gained, like in the recent cycle I've just done, which I'm finishing off right now, um, I have gained maybe six, seven kilos in about 12 weeks. Fucking hell. And it's uncomfortable. Yeah. I, you were saying this the other night at the gym when yeah. you had your little blood nose blow out on yeah. the apple. Yes, listen, there's but yeah, fucking just fucking one app wheel just coming in, fucking and bang. The reason why I'm getting nosebleeds is because my blood pressure has gone up. You know, the work the, the you know, the body's balance, the homeostasis. 
Yeah. I've completely fucked my homeostasis at the moment or homeostasis. I have gained more mass, but now my body has to work to maintain. So yeah. there's more, more volume of blood that needs to be pumped around. Um, my endocrine system is, you know, being completely pushed out of line. So therefore my body's working harder. This yeah. is a, a typical thing. If you have a person that's losing fat, I always say this, like you, if you lose body fat or you gain muscle, you're changing your body state. You might get to a weight that you want, but you haven't earned that day, that yet. you got to live in that new body for the guts of six months before you've actually earned that new body yeah. weight. Okay. It is. It, 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 and it's, it's exactly what happens when you lose weight. And again, it's exactly what happens when you gain. Now, I know at the moment I'm probably sitting at 94 kilos. I'm going to be cycling off what I'm doing now over the next couple of weeks. I'll probably tip back to 90. I'd be very happy to like, get to 90 kilos and that where, that's where it would stay. I know from my experience that what I've gained, I will not be keeping at all. But the most important thing is I must maintain my eating. I must maintain the same intensity in my training and continue to get good recovery. Nothing else changes. Yeah. Nothing else changes. Everything else stays the fucking same. But it's um, definitely from the this current experience using like on a very small amount of testosterone, I'm only using one mil a week compared to some people that I want, I know that will use two, two mils a week of testosterone plus two mils of something else like uh, a DECA or a sustenance or sustenance, yeah. you know, or, or maybe even be a stack in that with Dynaball. Now, my experience and what I'm, what I'm going to do and continue to do moving forward is reduce my dose. Take the smallest amount of whatever I possibly can um, to allow me to get the best effects. Now, that doesn't mean I'm going to be constantly on something. That's probably the way that sounded right now. I want to cycle off what I'm on and want to completely go off everything for six months before I go on to something next year. And that's yeah. literally what I've been doing the last four years. I'll do a 12-week cycle of like something, maybe peptide. It, I've done testosterone twice in the last four years and the rest of the time it's just been peptides and my increases have been slow and surely gained and not lost yeah right you so know? you're just trying to it's just about well it's long term you're looking at you're not just trying yes. to get monstrous for a music festival for a weekend and then yeah. just let it all go until next year yeah no fuck that that that's that's not something that's going to be sustainable it's not going to look good either i don't think like from myself I've, i'm very tall and very lean and for me to blow up too big it's not going to look good no, you just look uncomfortable and you are you're going to be uncomfortable i've kind of like you know where i'm sitting now that you know between 90 and 94 kilos i think that's good for me i think that's yeah. good just to be on the in and around the 90 kilo mark i think i'm absolutely fine right there if that's yeah. my weight for the foreseeable future I'm cool with that. Yeah. You know, so now I just work on, you know, keeping my training consistent, you know, uh, maximizing the results that I've got while I was on cycle, when I'm off cycle, you know, keeping them, making sure I'm still eating the right amount of food, make sure I'm still training in the right way. And bingo, bango, we're good. We're good. Yeah. You know, I think that's the, the problem with a lot of people do it. Like, I'm, I, maybe you were going to speak about this later on. I'm not sure, but like, 
one thing that a lot of those guys, like the big bodybuilders, like who was the I can't remember his name right now. He was the Pommy fella. Uh, he only did four 45 minute workouts a week. Dorian Yates. Dorian Yates. That's yeah. the one. And he talks about it all the time that you don't start taking them until you need them. That's right. So a lot of people, like I know, I've had friends and stuff in the past that started using when we were like 18. Yeah. No, and they really. started going to the gym when they were 17 and nine months. Like, so their training age, is, they, they're not, they've not even seen what their bodies, especially at that age, like yeah. not, they haven't even seen what their body's actually capable of doing without it. That's right. For the most part, you know, at that age, just get year, like get at least five to ten years of lifting weights properly, doing like, you know, big like training blocks of, you know, yeah. 16 to 32 weeks of just like real progressive overload, build up those, you know, higher volume reps rather than just looking at your one rep max. Like get a lot of time underway. And then when you turn 35 and you, you know, you, you're noticing that you're not making any progress, then maybe your testosterone levels are starting to drop yeah. at that point. And then that would be when you would start trying to help boost them back up again. But like, I know I've, I've trained with people in the past that are on the juice and like, they're not like, they're not doing the right training and they haven't done the right sure. training in the past. They look massive but they're not strong. No. Like they're, which frustrates me. Like if I'm out lifting people that are on gear, I'm like, what are you doing? Like that would be the first thing I'd be trying to do. If I was on steroids, I'd be like, all right, how much fucking weight can I lift? Yeah. yeah, yeah Rather yeah. than worrying about any physical attributes, but. And well, and that's, that's an important point. It comes down to your goal. What is yeah. your goal using it? Because you can have aesthetic goals with using uh, drugs, uh, or you can have performance goals. Yeah. You know, and it sounds like what you were saying there, like, you know, moving as much weight as possible. That would be more a performance uh, oh, goal. Sure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, most of the, I mean, to an extent, like you're able to get, well, you can get as lean as you want if you stick to a diet, right? So if your goals are aesthetic, you, you'll show you'll show your muscle whether you've got shitloads of it or not That's that right. much of it if you're lean. That's right. So if you gain a bit of like gain a bit of weight, put a bit of size on, and then lean out, all taking steroids is going to do is make the muscles bigger, but you'll look the same essentially. That's right. Versus like I don't know, if I, like like I said, if I was doing it, I'd I'd be using it to see can I do ten back squats at two hundred kilos weighing eighty three. Yes, that <laughs> yeah. would be fucking awesome. Yeah, 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 yeah. fucking old, and uh, yeah. And you need to, okay. And that's a, that's a, an awesome goal. Um, and what I suppose, what I, a mistake I would have made before uh, one particular year when I, I started on stuff is I hadn't been lifting as heavy coming into using my cycle. Yeah. Um, and then all of a sudden I was only one or two weeks into using um, um, uh, a drug. And I just started, I just jumped my weights up in my squats. And then bang, all of a sudden, I, I, my knees were fucking grindy. I tweaked something in my back. Yeah. And then I spent the first six weeks of my cycle trying to repair an injury. Yeah. You know, because it will make you strong. 
but there's so many things that have to catch up in your body to the, the muscle size and the muscle strength, like your, your tendons, your joints, like everything. It, it's not just going to be like, oh, bang, take this and whoop, I'm there. Yeah. You still have to plan your programming. You still have to have a... You're not, you're not bulletproof. No, you're not. You're not, it's, definitely not. You have to be smart. Yeah, 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 shit, yeah. You still have to be fucking smart about what you're doing. Um, and I don't know for a fact that my training definitely changed a lot in the last four years, especially getting exposed to um, strong fit stuff. But I've definitely gone more down the route of bodybuilding accessory work and like isolation work, which has definitely helped because you're putting a lot more, as you said, focus on a muscle, like in time under tension and, and just yeah. getting that, getting under the reps on a particular muscle group in order to build up. That's definitely made a huge difference in you know, the shape of my body. Cause yeah. I remember doing a lot of CrossFit and, and trying to take stuff and it just wasn't happening. It just like my, my body was still the same. It looked the same because I wasn't spending the time under the load uh, in yeah. the correct way. CrossFit's very fast, accelerated movements kind of bouncing through the, the muscle fibers. Whereas bodybuilding is slow time under tension, quality movement. I actually With- had someone, uh, Oh, what's his name? Jordan is his name. He works at uh, Good Life in South Melbourne. He's one of the PTs in there. He's a, from New Zealand. Uh, he's one of Damo's mates. And um, he explained it to me very well in that, which I'd never thought of because he came from bodybuilding to CrossFit. And he said it's really hard going that way because, well, it's hard going both ways, like transitioning between either because bodybuilding you're trying to get as much pump as possible to, you know, strain the muscle and fill it with blood and build the toxicity levels up in it and make it just really, really feel tight versus like CrossFit, you're trying to be as efficient as you possibly can so that that doesn't happen. So you can do more in shorter amounts of time. So where a lot of, um, I guess, problems are with, especially even in the mechanics of the way that people like that are doing CrossFit are trying to gain size or whatever, they'll squat, but certain aspects of the movement muscles will turn off because they don't want to build up. You know, like if you, if you've ever sat on an assault bike, like to me straight away, my VMOs just on, but they feel like they're just going to blast out the front. Like they could not be under more tension. So I then have worked out now only in the last little while, how to, how to pedal with my hamstrings. So then I'm alternating between doing one or the other to try and avoid any kind of pump versus like someone who was trying to gain size. Like I should be getting on there and just doing sprints and letting my VMOs fucking explode because perfect. that's what you're trying to make happen. But there's a huge difference in the two types of training. One is how efficient can I be? And the other one is how much time can I make that muscle work for? Like, I don't want to say it's inefficient because you, you do want to be efficient with the movement in that you're not taking away from that muscle. Absolutely. But yeah, there's a huge, that's the, I think the main difference. If you're trying to gain weight using CrossFit, it's probably not going to work as well as if you did it doing something like bodybuilding. Yeah. Yeah, that definitely. And me being a gym owner and yourself as well, Tim, you know this crack now. I understand this fucking theory very well now. It, you you have to be adding in. If, you're, if you want to build size, listen, if you want to protect your shoulders from yeah. injury doing snatches, you need to build up your lats, 
your your delts and your pecs. How do you do that? Not by more snatching, by doing pull-ups and by doing bench press. Fucking yeah. simple as. Yeah. And then if you really want to get technical, you do all isolation movement in and amongst all of that if you want to really help it out. 100%. Yeah. 100%. Uh, speaking really quickly, you just reminded me of uh, Olympic weightlifting. I said last week that Ilya Ilian was four kilos under the world record when he did a clean and squat jerk. Yeah. That was being not, he was actually only one kilo under. Really? Yes. So yeah. apologies for getting that one wrong. He was on way more juice than I thought. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. I, uh-huh. I have, but um, yeah, well, what we'll do is like, we'll, we'll wrap it up there now because we're, we're definitely getting, we've got 45 minutes done and I have a call coming up uh, yeah. shortly. But what I want to do before we wrap this up is like, um, I think from what I've learned, first of all, um, if you are someone that is thinking about dabbling in these performance enhancing drugs for whatever reason, performance or aesthetic, I don't really give a fuck. It's, it's up to you to decide. I don't judge either way. There's a couple of things that you really need to look at that uh, you can you can definitely do before you, or you need to have done before you go down this road at all. And number one, and you mentioned it there, uh, Tim, would be your training experience. How long have you been in the gym and how long have you been doing this stuff? Like if you're an 18-year-old listening to this right now, or between 18 and fucking 25 or 27, um, you have an abundance of testosterone in your body. What, What I'm taking makes me you. (laughs) you know you know what i mean do you know what i mean so what you need to do is use that to your advantage know that you have high levels of testosterone and um and and get into the gym and train like what you said tim fucking put the muscle under tension and put it under fucking load but what can you do outside of that are you eating enough calories if you're a skinny runt like i was when i was fucking starting this shit eat enough calories how do you know if you're eating enough calories you track the motherfucking things that's as simple as it is. You need to be tracking your calories and being consistent about eating that. Like if you are under 70 kilos and you're trying to get up to maybe 80 kilos in body weight, you need to be eating at a minimum of 3000 calories. I'll just say that straight up. If you are 80 kilos and you want to go to 90 kilos, you need to be eating 4000 calories. Anything yeah. over 90 kilos, 4000 plus. Start eating when you wake up. You don't stop until you go to sleep. Lad, I, I set my alarm here for six o'clock a lot of mornings um, and get up, have porridge, and then sometimes come back to bed. You know, yeah, just, yeah. just to get that first meal in. You yeah. know, especially if I'm on a protocol or something, I'm, I want to get the most best out of it. So I want to really up my calories. Now, um, <laughs> there is a great peptide out there if you do struggle with um, getting enough calories is it, calories in. It's called GHRP6. That motherfucking thing will stimulate your ghrelin um, hormone, which is your hunger hormone. My God. That sounds horrible. I hate being hungry. <laughs> oh, lad, I'll tell you this much and I'll tell you no more. Um, you, can take this, you can take this peptide and I shit you not, within a minute, your guts start growling. You need to have your fucking food ready. I know I have demolished a full large pizza with maybe two liters of milk and still had a, play, a space for fucking cheesecake and cream and ice cream afterwards. 
and still was kind of like, oh, should I go for more? Should I have some more? <laughs> no, it's ridiculous. Yeah. It's ridiculous. <laughs> that sounds, I don't like the sound of that. I eat, I'm perfectly fine. I get hungry all the time anyway. Yeah. I'm just permanently looking for food, especially in lockdown. I just walk, I constantly walk between the pantry and the fridge just to see if any of those elves have stopped past and delivered oh, yes. some shit that I haven't seen yet. All <laughs> oh, those elves are great. <laughs> they never fucking happen. Although I did find, is it yes? Last night, deep buried in the, uh, in the, it's a, not, it's a drawer pantry we have, but deep in the back was like, there was probably about 30 mini M&Ms in a Chinese food container at the back. Cause I opened the drawer and I heard a rattle and I was like, what was that? I'm just like creeping back past all the like bags of rice and pasta. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> really really snacks. Yeah. That, you can't beat that. Those little hidden yeah. snacks. <laughs> uh, the next thing. So the first thing is fucking get enough calories in. If you're skinny around, listen to this, get calories in. The next thing is train smart. It's not about being in the gym six times a day or like a lot of i used to think like training more was better like i'll be training six times a week yeah 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 like and then i remember the like going to the gym first hitting every single muscle group uh in the one session Uh, it, it doesn't work that way if you're someone that's doing crossfit and you um have an injury or you 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 want to get protect your shoulders as i said earlier on from snatches spend some time doing dumbbell bench press Spend some time doing banded rows. Spend some time doing dumbbell rows. Like focus on the accessory work in order to build that area. Like yeah. if you have, if your pecs are small, train them. Yeah. You know, if you if your glutes are ladies, if your glutes are small, impress me. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> train them. It's that fucking simple. If there's a part of your body that you feel is lacking or deficient, especially that that might be causing an injury, train it, make it stronger, make it bigger, make it, make it more durable. It's as simple as that. Nine times out of 10, the reason people injure themselves doing something, especially snatching is because of one is posture. People (laughs) with shit posture always hurt themselves snatching, but the other one generally will be a weakness in the shoulder. Nine times out of 10. Yeah. It's because of that. Immobi- yeah. Immobilities and um, imbalances, 100%. Yeah. Yeah, for yeah. Sure. yeah. The next thing after that is you need to prioritize your sleep. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, this is no word of a lie. Your body is its own steroid producing factory. Your brain, your hypothalamus and your, uh, what's the other, hypothalamus and the uh, pituitary gland in your brain you nearly said pineal gland. Then. I nearly said pineal you gland. Dark hole, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's next week's podcast. Ah. <laughs> the party drums. But your, your hypothalamus and your pituitary gland will produce all the growth hormone, all the testosterone, all the estrogen, all the uh, uh, serotonin and dopamine that your body requires as long as you get good sleep, as long as you give the, your body the rest it requires. So if, if you're, if you're getting between only fucking three and five hours sleep a night and it's not restful sleep and you're training hard and trying to eat well and trying to get gains in the gym, don't even think about steroids. Don't even think about PEDs. Improve your sleep. Yeah. Fucking improve your sleep. And that will be a huge factor in you developing better results. Huge. 
it's probably that's one thing that um I know even though it's questionable, but Matt Fraser, one of the things he's said improved his performance the most. Could have been drugs, he hasn't said yes or no, but he did he constantly talked about sleep. Yeah. Constantly, constantly like you better you sleep better and you produce more growth hormone when you're cold, I believe. So he had like a cooling mat that went under his mattress. A chili pad. Yes. And a chili pad and a cooling like pillow thing as well. Yeah. Um, and then even the way that you wake up, I remember, I can't remember who I was speaking to about this was saying like, when you wake up in the morning, if your alarm goes off on your phone, if, especially if you, it's hard, like, I mean, you're like me, you wake up before the sun comes up to go to work or whatever. Like I'm, I'm up at five o'clock, so I don't get a choice. But at the moment, when I wake up, the first thing I do is, is go and open the curtains and let natural sunlight hit my eyes to wake me up as opposed to artificial light, like a light switch or a phone. Something to do with your circadian yeah, rhythm. That's the one. Um, it's massively light wakes you up better than anything else. And you definitely, I've noticed like being in lockdown now that I don't, or don't set alarms or anything like that. I just am letting my body do what it wants to do. And I, I, I wake up now. Like I don't yeah, roll cool. out of bed and drag my ass into the shower and need to find coffee ASAP to tip that yeah. down i wake up now and i'm like you're awake yeah feel perfectly fine ready to go like and i'm not going to bed earlier by any means i fucking every night staying up till like 12 30 netflix got the better of me yeah um but it makes a huge difference if you wake up to light so like for anyone that's listening i suppose dark dark room to sleep in dark cool room don't sleep with a heater on or anything like that like we don't live in the arctic you just more dooners if you need be, but that even the cold air on your face helps you sleep better. Yeah. Um, and then if you if you are lucky enough to wake up after the sun has already risen, go and walk to a window and look outside before you start looking at your phone. Yeah. And the other thing is if you can't if you're like me, like I'm literally have just ordered one, one of those dawn emulators. What's that? So it's a, again stole it from Matt Fraser, but it's a um it's just a light and you set an alarm it's like an alarm clock light so when you and you can do a nighttime one as well where you press it and over the course of like 20 minutes it starts really light and then it slowly turns off yeah. so it's like the sun going down and then it does the exact same thing to start your day so if you say i want to wake up at at 6 at 5 you know 35 it'll just ever so slightly come on and then it slowly gets lighter and then at its absolute brightest will be at the time that you want to get up at. But That's then if you, if you happen to go like three or four minutes over that, then an actual alarm will go off and wake your ass up properly. That's pretty fucking sick. Very smart. A dawn emulator. Dawn emulator, dawn simulator, whichever, I can't remember which word it was. But yeah, Philips do one. That's okay. the one I just ordered, yeah. Fucking giddy up. Yeah. Fuck, I need to get my hands on one you of those. Right. Yeah, yeah. toe spaces. Did you order them yet? Which? Your toe spaces from your missus. Toast? toast? Daniel Brandon chick. Oh, the toe space. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to. I need to. I, need, I must yeah. slide into her DMs. <laughs> <laughs> Just ask that quite basic question. It's like, oh, tell me more about these toe spacers. Yeah. <laughs> like, another fucking foot freak. <laughs> <laughs> Can you send me a picture of the toe spacer in yeah. your feet? 
I'm re- can you you can be sure you can be 100% sure she's getting fucking creep messages like that more than I would say it would be a, at a minimum of 50 a day yeah easy she's got quite a few followers I think so absolutely be, yeah oh she's 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 a hot favorite that's for sure it's so funny I can never get past foot but you never meet him I've actually I worked with one bloke Kiwi fella that said he, he was in defeat oh really yeah, that's the only one I've ever met. But whenever you're online, like if you ever see like a an Instagram model's page, just to show us your feet, <laughs> people are right into people, it. People, yeah, it's not it's not it's not something I'm into. I just I'm fascinated about the toe spacers. That's it. But yeah, <laughs> anyway, giddy <laughs> <laughs> up. And there's one last thing. There's one last thing just to wrap this all up. That um, I think if you are, you're on that cusp of going like, yeah, I'm gonna. Do some of this stuff. Um, I would say, one, number one, seek advice. If you're in Melbourne, I'll put the link to the Melbourne uh, uh, Sports Medicine Clinic in the show notes. Same at 10 for 10% off. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> um, I would say blood test. Okay. Find out where you are right now. Know your blood test. Uh, know your hormone profile now and um, it can be tricky going to a regular gp and asking for that stuff so there's a private blood testing company that i use myself here in australia called iScreen. and i'll put the again the link for this in the show notes below i don't have a promo code but i'll do my best to get one <laughs> but um there's a sports hormone check that you can do it will it, it i think it costs about um two hundred dollars and it does 44 different blood tests. Oh, yeah. It will do your full sports, as they call it, sports on a male hormone profile. It will test your, your, your full blood count, your cortisol level, your IGF-1, um, your, uh, as I said, uh, your the other one, uh, liver function, kidney function. Very important. Okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It will do also your, uh, your cholesterol levels and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, it is awesome. Uh, the reason why I would recommend, well, for one, I would recommend getting it done anyway, but it gives you a fucking base. Where are you? What are you doing? The amount of guys that I've, I've ever met that have that have asked me personally, like, oh, you know, ask me about questions about fucking steroids and this, that, and the other. I'll be like, do you know where your testosterone level is right now? They're like, oh, no, but I'm, sure, I'm pretty sure it's pretty low. Yeah. I'm like, well, test it. Find out. And when they've yeah. tested, it's like, oh, Jesus, my test level is fucking pretty high. I'm like, okay. Now you have something to work on. What can you change about your, your current training, your current nutrition, or your sleeping pattern that can boost your testosterone level up? Yeah. Do that first before you think about steroids. 100%. You know what I mean? Because there's so many bloody things you can do that can boost your current environment, your current um, situation that can make a massive difference. Even things like yeah, yeah, vitamin and nutrient levels, which you can get at your normal doctor checked. And that's one thing I'll, I'll say with, like even in the past with what I've seen in the last couple of months, my missus got told that she had like a thyroid mm. issue and there was, but like they, so they wanted to address that and it was barely over. I hope I'm allowed to talk about this. Um, well she doesn't have one that's the other thing she doesn't actually have one she was barely over on one blood test and they wanted to put her on this hormone medication but then she had uh really low iron levels and your iron levels are directly related to your thyroid function but they said her iron was in a normal range but it was on the low end of a normal range so it is low right so then 
like got her doing like taking iron supplements and vitamin C because that helps in your uptake of iron. Yeah. Vitamin C or B. She's on about more supplements than Arnold at the moment. Um, but doing all of that then brought it back to normal again. So she didn't need to do it. So one, and it like, it was not a good experience that, but one, uh, one thing that I think people need to do their own research on is just because it's in the normal range doesn't mean it's fine. That's right. Like, you're not going to die. But it could be better if it's at the if yeah. it's inside the low end of the normal range. Get it to the high end. B have heaps of whatever it might vitamin B, C. Um, That's right. You know, any any of those sorts of things, like especially like being hydrated as well, yep. constantly throughout the day. All of those things can lead to your body being in a better More state of, like you said, homeostasis where it's running perfectly. Then you'll you'll see better performance goals. And then if you're not hitting what you want to hit and you, you desperately want to hit it and you want to look jacked as shit, then that's when you go. Yeah. Yeah. And on that note, <laughs> I am like with this podcast, I am more than happy to answer anyone's questions. If anyone wants to reach out to me on a personal level to quiz me uh, uh, regarding anything to do with what we've spoken about today, I'm super happy to do that. Um, and, you know, maybe point you on the right direction. Not that I have all the information, but I have experience in this realm. And I do know there's, there's pros and cons to this process. And I'd rather be pe- people be safer than, you know, trying something and doing something that's going to fuck them up down the line. Yeah. That's, that's the bottom line. 100%. Do it yeah. properly. Don't Do listen properly. to the gym bros. Correct. Correct. Yeah. All right, Tim, will we wrap it up with that for today? Yes, yes. My man. That's good. Awesome work. Giddy up, guys. <laughs>